The Islanders signed Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanov, and Kiefer Bellows to new deals. But we'll give you the stories behind Lou Lamorello's press conference and what's happening and what's not happening with your New York Islanders. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to talk about. We actually did have some news earlier this week, and we'll break it all down for you. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings from trade rumors, free agent news, coaching news, whatever it is between now and the start of training camp. We've got you covered right here on Locked on Islanders. So, the Islanders making it official Monday, uh, announcing what we all pretty much assumed was going to happen, and that is the signing of their own uh, restricted free agents. So, you had Noah Dobson signing a three-year deal, and according to Kevin Kurtz of The Athletic, It's worth $4 million a year. You have Alexander Romanov signing a three-year deal at $2.5 million a year, according to Elliot Friedman. uh, Friedman. And then Kiefer Bellows, a one-year deal worth $1.2 million a year, according to Cap Friendly. So, basically, uh, you get a bridge deal. For Romanov, a bridge deal for Dobson, and a one-year prove-it deal for Bellows. And that is overall good news because you know you wanted these players, especially uh, Dobson and Romanov. They're going to be big part of this team. Bellows has a chance to become a bigger part of this team. 
and it's good to get them all back in the fold and signed, sealed, and delivered. The I'm a little disappointed at the length of the contract with Dobson. To me, it shows a little hesitancy on the part of the Islanders and Lou Lamarillo at his press conference sort of said he wants to see uh, Dobson do it a little bit better for a little bit longer before he commits to him long term. But three years is fair. And the bottom line is for the Islanders, you now have your top four defensemen locked up for the next three years. You have your top pair uh, locked up for, what, six or seven more years in Pelic and Pulak, so you got that all set and stashed away. And, you know, for Kiefer Bellows, I think the one-year deal does make sense. Why? Because with the one-year deal for Bellows, he is basically now betting on himself. Bellows can, if he has a good season, maybe more than double or even triple that $1.2 million deal, whether it's with the Islanders or with someone else. If Kiefer Bellows puts up 20 goals, let's say, uh, this season, which would by far be his career high, he comes back and earns two and a half, three million million a year, easy, and maybe gets a longer-term contract, which gives him a little security, if he doesn't do that, either the Islanders could sign him for the same amount or less, or more likely, if they don't trade him, uh, he hits the free agent market, and then it's just a question of, you know, what the future holds for Kiefer Bellows, but it wouldn't be something the Islanders specifically would have to worry about because he would no longer be with the New York Islanders. And... You know, to me, the Romanov deal is perfectly fine. I would have liked to have seen a four- or five-year minimum for Dobson, but it's a compromise, and I can live with the three-year deal. Keep in mind, though, that three years down the road, if, and again, if Dobson continues to play at this high level, his price will go up significantly, and that's when the Islanders would have to try to lock him up with that seven, eight-year deal that would take him through the rest of his prime. So those three players are signed, sealed, and delivered. One other thing that we learned is that as of right now, the Islanders have not had any talks. This is something Lou Lamorello addressed on Monday at his press conference. They have not had any discussions with Andy Green or Zdeno Chara. These two veteran defensemen, as of right now, do not seem to be in the Islanders' plans for the coming season. And it looks like the Islanders are looking to get a little younger on the blue line. Now, you got five defensive spots all locked up as of right now. Pelik, Pulak. Romanov, Dobson, Mayfield, and then Robin Sallow is either your six or your seven. Uh, you know, maybe you bring back some of the other younger players. You have Sebastian Ajo, not that he's young anymore, but he's back. Uh, 
as a possibility. They could sign someone on a, 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 a tryout contract. That is a uh, distinct possibility, but doesn't look like Andy Green and Zidane Chara will be back. Now, Chara has said he's going to reach a decision at the end of the summer as to whether or not he wants to play at all this year. We'll see what direction he goes in. Green, you know, we don't know what he's doing either. He has not announced his retirement. I could see them bringing him into training camp on a tryout basis, but I don't think they should. I think you either sign a younger player or even deal with your six defensemen being an Aho or a Salo uh, or, you know, some other uh, defenseman who can get the job done, maybe Grant Hutton, and, and you just sort of go with the younger guys and... You know, they're only going to play 12 minutes a, a night, 14 minutes a night tops at first. And if they prove they can't get the job done, you go elsewhere. If they can get the job done, you can start to increase their ice time. And that, I think, is a more logical way to go than to sign a guy who's 45 or 39 and and certainly past their prime. Now, Want to talk a little bit more about some of the other things that Lou Lamorello said and didn't say at his press conference on Monday. So we've got that, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, of course, the NHL, combat sports, esports, tennis, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live, in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Lou Lamorello made some comments over the course of his press conference. And it wasn't what Islander fans really want to hear. Uh, essentially, he said. The team was interested in bringing in some unrestricted free agents, but that he wasn't going to make a move, whether it be free agency or via the trade route, that wasn't going to, in his opinion, improve this team. So, you know, we heard Kevin Weeks mention, oh yeah, Islanders are going to go make three or, you know, four, I believe he said four moves, and they'll announce it any day now. Turns out so far there are three, and they are the most predictable three, Dobson, Romanov, Bellows. But it it is a little difficult to believe that the Islanders, who were linked to Johnny Goudreau, linked to Nazem Kadri, linked to a possible trade for J.T. Miller, Rumors have been going on, on and off, throughout 
even going dating back to last year's trade deadline as to whether or not the Islanders would be involved in a deal for Vladimir Tarasenko. The fact of the matter is that between Goudreau, Kadri, Tarasenko, Miller, none of these guys would have improved the Islanders based on the deals that they could have and should have made to get them. It's difficult to believe that that is the case. And it really sounds more like Lou Lamorello is talking more about, well, we tried to do something, we didn't do something, we couldn't work it out, and so this is how I'm going to describe it to you, the fan. And he said, here's a quote from Lou, there's no disappointment with where we're at because we feel very good with who we are or else we would have made drastic changes. I say that with confidence, and we're looking forward to getting back at it and maybe proving everybody wrong. And, again, another quote. I'm really excited about the team we have going into the season right now. I feel very good. If we could have gotten better, we would have done that. It just isn't that believable when you sort of break it down. I mean, look, all the players that were traded for not a lot, Alex Dabrinkit, Islanders certainly could have pulled off a deal like that. Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberdeau, Max Pacioretty would have increased the scoring of the Islanders. But, no. They didn't go there. They didn't even go for a a second-level guy like a Vincent Trocek or an Andrew Kopp. Uh, all they did was re-sign their own and make the one trade for Alexander Romanov. Now, one other thing that Lamorello mentioned is that Lane Lambert, who is now taking over as the coach, is not Barry Trotz 2.0. He is his own man, and he's going to do things his own way. And Lamorello basically said it this way. The Islanders will be a little better offensively, but we will still be a defensive team. I will not apologize for that. I'm a goal differential type of person. So, again, it seems like the Islanders, that Lamorello is trying to cover all his bases and have it all different ways. But I think when you draw the bottom line, and you look at everything that's happened, there is a little bit of a contradiction here. Because for a team that is supposed to be in win-now mode, with a lot of players on the wrong side of 30, the idea that you cannot bring in one or more goal scorers to really try to heighten the offensive production of a team that's been in the 20-somethings offensively, even when they were playing well, does not really wash. It just doesn't make sense. And whether it's because Lou Lamorello was being conservative about it and felt like he had to give up too much, or whether it was more likely because Lou Lamorello's contracts backed the Islanders into a corner under the salary cap, And now the moves that would have made sense to improve the team 
were too costly because it wasn't just a question of trading for some of these players or signing some of these unrestricted free agents. You had to go out and deal away assets in order to make those trades or signings possible. So essentially, what we're left with is because of the salary cap problems that the Islanders have, and they're not alone in that, I'd say half the league is up close up against the cap ceiling. But basically, the Islanders are unable to make the moves they need to make to make this team better because the cap situation is not tenable and the moves to free up cap space in the opinion of Lou Lamorello would be more costly than beneficial to the bottom line or the talent level of this team. So Lou Lamorello, rightfully or wrongfully, I don't know, but Lou Lamorello believes that signing Nazem Kadri, for example, or, you know, bringing in Johnny Hockey, making that move for Goudreau or, or trading for Tarasenko, but subtracting a Bavillier or a Bailey or both or, or a Varlamov would ultimately make the team less of a contender than if he went out and did nothing and brought back the core of this team and left well enough alone. Bottom line, I don't know if I agree with that assessment, but that is where Lou Lamorello obviously feels. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and we will discuss it more on Friday's show, but it appears that Atu Rate is likely to have a chance to make this team in training camp. That is something Lou Lamorello also mentioned on his in his press conference on Monday. So you have that. But we'll talk more about that aspect of things on Friday. Plus, the one thing that's sort of hanging over this team right now, if Matthew Barzal does not feel like he has proper line mates and the proper support that this team isn't dedicated to winning, can the Islanders re-sign him? Lamorello at his press conference said he won't comment on any negotiations, whether there even are negotiations with Barzal and his agents. We'll see if any deal is imminent or forthcoming. We've got more to discuss on today's show. We have got a 40-goal scorer for the Islanders from the 90s. As our Islanders' birthday of the day, that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And yesterday, the 23rd of August, was the 58th birthday of former Islanders forward Ray Ferraro. The native of Trail, British Columbia, drafted by the Whalers in the fifth round back in 1982, had an unbelievable final year in juniors with the Brandon Wheat Kings in 72 games in 83-84. 
He scored 108 goals, 84 assists, that's 192 points, in 72 games with Brandon. Came up with the Whalers midway through the 84-85 season, was a 30-goal scorer in his second year, had 41 goals in 88-89 for Hartford, and then came to the Islanders during the 90-91 season, and a year later had a 40-goal, 80-point season with the Islanders, the 80 points being a career high. That was back in 91-92. Injuries slowed him in 92-93, limited him to just 46 games, and then he put together two back-to-back 20-goal seasons before departing out 94-95. His last year with the Isles was only a 48-game season. He had 22 goals that year. That is roughly a 35-38 to goal pace. So he was still scoring. Joined the Rangers for a year, then played for the Kings, the Thrashers, and closed out his NHL career uh, with the Blues in 2001-2002. Ray Ferraro, 1,258 career NHL games, 408 goals, 898 points, and 1,288 penalty minutes. Add 21 goals and 43 points in 68 playoff games including 13 goals and 20 points in 18 playoff games with the Islanders. He was a huge reason for the team's big run to the conference final in 1993. We go back and look at one of Ray Ferraro's better games with the Islanders, January 7, 1992 at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. Islanders visiting the Red Wings. Steve Weeks, the goalie for the Islanders. Tim Chevelday in between the pipes for Detroit. And it was our Islanders' birthday of the day. Ray Ferraro getting the Isles on the board first. His 21st, Benoit Hogan, Graham Townsend with the assists at 248, 1-0 Isles. But the Red Wings strike back midway through the period. Paul Isobar, his 21st from Sean Burr and Steve Chason at 12.38. And then two and a half minutes later, it's Chason, his fourth from Hall of Famer Steve Iserman at 15.06. That makes it 2-1 Detroit. But Ray Ferraro, or Islanders' birthday of the day, ties it 34 seconds after the Chason goal, his 22nd. Townsend and Benoit Hogue with the helpers at 15:40. After the first period, we are even at two and two. No scoring in the second period, but in the third, Bill Berg puts the Islanders ahead three to two. His third from Hogue and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ray Ferraro at 7:23, and then Ferraro gets two goals in 43 seconds. His 23rd from Benoit Hogue at 11:17, and then an unassisted tally at 12 minutes even. That makes the score five to two Islanders. That is the final score in this game. Our Islanders' birthday of the day: Ray Ferraro, four goals, one assist. So he's in on all five Islander goals. He's a plus four and scores the four goals on five shots on goal. Weeks. That's Steve Weeks, not Kevin. 35 saves in this one. Islanders outshot 37 to 21. Ferraro's five shots on goal lead the team. Derek King second with four. But Ray Ferraro, 58 years old, yesterday, Tuesday, the 23rd, he 
is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish them all the best and many, many happy and healthy birthdays. So we got a lot to talk about on Friday's show. We'll talk about the Romanov situation. We'll talk about what's going on with Matthew Barzal. And can the Islanders now lock him up long term? And realistically, is this team good enough, the way it's presently constituted, to make another run at the Stanley Cup? Your window is closing. You got a lot of 30-something guys on this team. You don't have a lot of highly regarded prospects on this team. To me, when you're in this situation, you're either all in or you're not. And Lou Lamorello so far does not appear to be all in. I'm hoping that changes. Maybe we see where we're at before the trade deadline. But as of right now, Lou Lamorello can paint it any way he tries to paint it. But this has been a disappointing offseason for the New York Islanders and their fans. And we'll see how it plays out once the regular season starts. But I got to call it like I see it. And that's how I feel. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course... Let's go Islanders!